in my journey of yo-yo dieting throughout the years, um, I've always thought that like, this is a good food, this is a bad food. I need to stay away from this in order to lose weight. And then you look at people who are eating that stuff and then you think, well, they just have a better metabolism than me. Hey, I'm Christina. I'm a certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, and the creator of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle Program. This podcast is all about helping you move away from self-sabotage, food restriction, and emotional eating, and challenge you to expand your mindset on what it means to live a healthy and happy life through the acts of self-love, healthy habits, and evidence-based fitness and nutrition advice. Now, in addition to the motivation and education you're going to receive from this podcast, I'll be honest, you may be triggered from time to time, but these triggers are intended to help you self-reflect on who you really are, what you desire most, and what is holding you back from becoming everything that you want in life. Welcome to the Anti-Diet Lifestyle, where changing your body starts with changing your mind. So let's start today. Welcome to episode four of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle podcast. Today, we are talking about some really important things related to nutrition. Um, We're going to go through an overview of what macros are, why we need to be using them, and what it really like does for us. And then I want to break down one of the biggest, most important things that I wish that every single person on this planet knew about nutrition and weight loss, and it isn't cutting out food. (laughs) So I'm going to go through that today, and the reason why I wanted to talk about this is because... One of the questions that I have on my coaching application when clients want to work with me is, are you familiar with macros? And macros may seem like this like crazy, weird concept. It may seem like a diet to some people, um, but it really does have a purpose. And a lot of people say they've heard of the term. They just don't understand it or what it looks like or how to use it and what the whole point of it is. So that's why we want to talk about it today, because If you know your macros, you have the ultimate control in your eating experience, in your relationship with food. And I realized that in my journey of yo-yo dieting throughout the years, um, I've always thought that like, this is a good food, this is a bad food. I need to stay away from this in order to lose weight. And then you look at people who are eating that stuff and then you think, well, they just have a better metabolism than me. It really doesn't come down to that. It comes down to one important thing that we're going to talk about later on, but your macros determine how you are going to essentially lose weight. And every single diet out there, I don't care which diet we talk about, every single one of them uh, requires some kind of manipulation of our macros. That's all it is. And when we focus so heavily on cutting out foods, the only reason a certain diet works for you is because it required you to be in a calorie deficit. But if you are someone who wants to eat, like have a little bit more, you know, flexibility in what you eat, you don't eat the same thing every single day and you want the chance to have some ice cream here or some chips here, you know, you want to be able to have that flexibility. It is important that you understand your macros and how it's going to affect your overall weight loss, because that is the key to creating that relationship where you understand that like food all serves a purpose, right? Because food at the end of the day is just energy. And actually calories does mean energy. So when you look at what is what the calories of a certain food is, all it is representing is a unit of energy. Just like when we look at pounds, um, that's our representation of our weight, 
right? Or like the heaviness of something. Um, that's how we need to look at calories and deciding that we want less energy in our in this one meal isn't necessarily going to be beneficial if we are adding energy by eating something else. So that happens a lot when people think of clean eating. Um, they think that by eating clean, meaning they're just eating chicken, broccoli, oatmeal, fish, and no preservatives, no anything. Um, but if you're still eating a ton of rice or a ton of fish or a ton of olive oil on your food, you can still be taking in more energy than you are consuming. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters for your weight loss. You wanna be in a negative energy balance. There's a lot of scenarios where if you're eating clean and you are still miserable because you're eating clean, um, that that could also come back to bite you a little bit because you're gonna get upset and you're like, well, I eat so clean, everything is organic, everything is preservative free, I eat everything that's just made from the earth. Well, the only way that that's gonna be possible, especially in this day and age, if you're someone who is going to Whole Foods and buying the, the expensive cookies because they're healthy, they are gluten-free, they are sugar-free, they are natural and organic, those sugar-free cookies still have energy in them. They still have carbs or they still have fat. And all you're doing from like basically with all these diets is changing the ratio of your macros in order to suit your lifestyle, whatever lifestyle that looks like. So let's break that down. Like, what does it mean? What are macros? Well, we've got two different nutrients that we talk about. You got your micronutrients, which are your vitamins and your minerals, and then you've got your macronutrients. The reason we call them macro is because they are the three core nutrients that determine the calories of a meal. If you think about a 100 calorie bag of popcorn, let's say, that 100 calories is energy and that energy has to be divided up between these three macros in a certain way. And if you look at a nutrition label and you see, let's say it says 10 grams of carbs, that 10 grams will be multiplied by a certain number to get your calories for that meal. That amount is actually four calories. So one gram of carbs is four calories and the same with protein. They are both worth four calories. Your fat is worth nine. So essentially, if you're thinking of in that term and look at any nutrition label, take the number under carbs and take the number under protein and multiply those two numbers by four and then add them up. And you'll notice that for the most part, there's a little bit of rounding that they do on these nutrition labels, but um, you'll get as close as possible to that calorie number. So if you ever think about like, what does 100 calories mean? Where is that number coming from? It's just by separating out into these three macros in a certain way. To me, the reason why I, I really like harp on this a lot is because balance does not mean 80-20. And I think a lot of people will think, well, I'm being balanced by eating really healthy during the week and then I get to eat a little bit out at night or in the on the weekends. That's not really balanced. You can completely go into a calorie surplus by doing that. What we wanna do is stay in the calorie deficit but maintain balance in every meal. When you look at foods, for the most part, maybe one single food cannot create balance. Like you can't have a, a balance of protein, carbs, and fat in every single um, food item, but you can create balance on your plate by making sure that in that meal, you've got kind of an equal number of calories coming from your protein, carbs, and fats. 
So that's the important thing here. And that's what's going to help you in the long run because at the end of the day, every macro serves a purpose in our body, right? It is energy we're taking in and our body has to then break it down and decide what it's gonna do with that energy. So by cutting out your, your carbs because you say carbs are causing you to gain weight, but you're adding those calories over to fat, well, now our body has to figure out what am I going to do to change that, right? To like make the same amount of energy created in the body. It's going to create some different things. It's going gonna, it's gonna to affect you in a different way. At the end of the day, you're still probably going to lose weight because you did remove and adjust. But you're, if you're staying under that calorie deficit number, it will cause you to lose weight. But the problem that we don't notice or we don't realize, and when people think about eating to fuel our body and understanding that how science works behind it and how our macros and our energy is being broken down, we want to make sure that we're not forgetting about protein, which I'll be honest, most people do. And protein is the one thing that will help us feel fuller for a long time and cause us not to over snack and eat a lot of unnecessary things right? And most people have a very, very hard time eating even 40 grams of protein in a day. And if we really focus on increasing our protein amount, we can have more balance with everything else. Because right now, most of our society is eating a ton of carbs and fats, forgetting about the protein, and by not having good carbs, which are the fiber that we're looking for, we are essentially just overindulging in a lot of stuff because our our hunger cues are messed up. Our hunger cues, one, we're not paying attention to how much we're eating. We're just mindlessly eating in front of the TV. We're snacking throughout the day while working. We are not sitting down with a plate in front of us and eating that meal. And so when you don't have balance in that meal, if you're not forcing yourself to pay attention to that balance, it will cause you to obviously have an imbalance in the way that your body's going to be performing and stuff like that. So when that happens, you are going to eat more. Protein to me is the easiest way for me to feel fuller. Like if I don't like eating breakfast or I don't have the ability because of my schedule, I'm going to reach for protein first above all because the protein will help me feel full until lunch. It will stop me from wanting to snack on unnecessary things that I find somewhere. That's something that I want you guys to be cautious of is that balance should look like a plate in front of you and a day of eating. It should not not look like a week of eating really strict and then letting loose on the weekend. That's not balance. Um, and think about it like in your life, you work like nonstop four or five days a week, and then you do nothing but sleep because you didn't have any sleep during the week because you worked a lot, right? But is that really the most effective thing that you want to do for your body? By not sleeping, you know, the full eight hours a night, it could be negatively harming your body. It doesn't matter that over the weekend you slept 13, 14 hours to make up for the fact that you slept four hours. And if you do that over a long period of time, you're not necessarily putting yourself up for success. Same with our food. We want to have balance in our day and we want to make sure that we're getting enough protein, carbs, and fats. When you are looking at these nutrition labels, I want you to be very, very cautious of where your energy, aka your calories, are coming from. Bread, obviously that is a carb source because there's more carbs in that than anything else. But does that mean that we have to strictly look at the carb intake? No, we're going to look at the protein, the amount of fat, right, and fiber. 
Now carbs are an interesting one because carbs are broken up into a few different options, right? We've got our sugars and our fiber. For the most part, if you reach for something with more fiber in it, you're gonna be a lot fuller, right? Because it is a slow ingesting carb versus the sugary ones, which also can have higher glycemic indexes. It's, it's a quick, it's a simple carb. It just gets in your system. It's really good for like, if you're about to go out and do some cardio and you need like a quick hit, but it's not good for normal balanced lifestyle, right? It doesn't mean giving up your sugar. It just means being aware that when you buy bread, you want to look at what those, what that bread, what the carb is made up of mostly. When I look at certain things like meat, obviously 80-20 means that 20% is going to come, 20% of the calories are coming from fat and 80 is coming from protein. That's totally fine, but if you think about what are you eating that beef with, are we pairing that beef with more fat or are we pairing it with a carb? Because that beef has the fat and has the protein, but it doesn't have the carb. So a really good like intuitive macro tracker would be like, okay, well, I already have a good high fat meat here. Am I going to cook it in olive oil? Well, if I'm gonna cook it in olive oil or if I'm gonna be using butter in my recipe, I probably wanna lay low and get like a higher protein beef rather than a one that has a lot of fat in it, right? So you may wanna lean towards the 96.4 if you are someone who's gonna cook in a lot of olive oil or any oil, right? And so that's the way that you wanna think about this. When you're going grocery shopping and you're looking at the food, you wanna to try to think about the meal that you're gonna prep that with. I love sandwiches. I love burgers, which are basically other different types of sandwiches. Um, I like bowls, like any type of rice, fajita bowl type of situation. And I love salads because all of these can be manipulated because you can literally take one macro and add it here, another macro added here. If you're taking that ground beef and you're gonna make um, spaghetti, right? Well, that's fine that if you have a little more fat and a little more protein because what you're gonna be throwing in the mix is just carbs and maybe some tomato sauce or something. So those are also carbs. So you have to think about it in that way. If you're making, um, if you're buying the beef to make burgers, well, think about that burger. Are you gonna want cheese on that burger? Are you gonna put avocados, mayo, bacon? All of those are, um, all of those are fats. You may be more inclined to get the 96.4 ground beef so that you can have the opportunity to mix and match and like, you know, add other types of fat in there. The problem that we get into is we all look at fat and carbs and we just think that those are the end all be all and we don't want too much carbs or it's okay that we eat more fat if we're not eating the carbs. I think that that's the big thing is people get scared and they cut that out. Now, if you live anywhere in Texas and you have an HEB, you have probably gotten their simple meals before. Those simple meals are just prepped and ready to go for you, kind of like meal prepping um, that you can just grab and go. They're about like seven to $10 for a little a plate. And they're a great investment if you're someone who lives alone and you don't wanna make a lot of food and it's just really easy to grab and go. And it's very, very convenient. The thing that I will say though, is I will look through the macros on those meals and it may look super healthy. Like if there's like a salmon with like asparagus and I'm like, ooh, that looks really tasty. But if I look at the macros, the fat content alone is like a whole day's worth of fat for me. 
And if we're looking at the amount, like let's say that meal is like 600 calories and most of it's coming from fat, I've neglected now carbs and protein. And my carbs are used for energy. My protein is used for muscle building and you know, making sure that I'm staying full for that. So if we wanna be a little bit more strategic when we go grocery shopping, we have to be aware of all three of those macros and how we can create balance with that. Now, the number one thing, the most important thing that I just wish everybody knew and understood about nutrition and weight loss, it doesn't matter what you're eating, it matters how much of it you're eating. Let me say that again. It does not matter what you're eating. What matters is how much of it you're eating. You know that age-old quote, moderation is everything. Moderation is key. That cannot be more true than when it comes to macros or weight loss. One big reason why I am very anti-diet is because our diet culture has led us to believe that there is a right way and a wrong way of eating. That you should be eating more salads and vegetables and whatever, and you should not be eating bread and pasta. 100% increasing vegetables and fruit in your diet is always gonna be key, it's paramount, because you want a plate that has a ton of veg veggies, it gives you your micronutrients, and it also just fills up your stomach. But at the end of the day, we already know that that's not realistic. The reason why the weight loss industry is such a big, like multi-billion dollar industry is because people need quick fixes. People need a way to eat the things that they normally eat or have like this mentality that there is a evil out there and the evil is processed foods. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say that processed foods are 100% the best choice every time, but if we're realistic and you crave something, I think it will do more harm to your psyche to stop yourself from eating that thing than just enjoying half of it or one little bite of it and instead of just throwing it away. And you'll notice that most really good um, trainers, coaches, dietitians, and medical professionals that are invested in, you know, being healthy and, um, you know, weight loss always have something on standby. Now that may be dressed up, like some people will dress up their cookies in gluten-free packaging and all natural ingredients and no sugar added. Um, and that's just a very expensive way to do it than just grabbing some Oreos and keeping it in the cupboard. Just Keep something in your pantry. And I know that it can be very, very hard because I know the thing you want to say to me right now is that if I keep something in the house, I'm going to eat it. I just need to keep it away from me. And I do that in most situations. Like I don't necessarily buy junk food and keep it in my uh, pantry on standby every week. But if I'm craving something, I have no problem picking it up from the grocery store. Why? because I look at the nutrition label. And if I see that Oreos are two cookies for a serving size, guess what? I'm gonna eat two cookies a serving size. If I grab a big bag of chips, guess what? I'm gonna pour it out in a bowl and weigh it. I'll have 32 grams of chips. And it sounds crazy, but I promise you when you put things in a plate and you're responsible for the portion that you're eating, it's going to change everything. Because in my brain, that cookie, all it represented to me was energy. 
It did not represent some crazy, like, I'm going to gain 10 pounds because I ate a couple Oreos, right? But you do have to be aware and you have to get to a place where you have a positive relationship with food. And that is a long journey because going through and just, if I were to tell you right now, go ahead, keep some, some Oreos in the house. I guarantee most of you will probably want to grab it and emotionally eat the whole thing, right? You have a stressful day at work. You're going to want to grab it and just feel like a failure at the end of the day. And we don't want that. So we need to truly understand the science behind the nutrition in order to give us power to empower us to make decisions on what we're eating and what we're putting in our body. Right now, I am training for a half marathon. The marathon is in a couple weeks now, and when I see carbs, I'm not running away from them. I am taking it all in. Why? Because I see that as fuel for my run. Because I feel a very big difference if I have a plate of pasta the night before I run, like five, six, seven miles, than if I didn't. If I just had, you know, vegetables and like a salad and like some chicken, I do, do not feel my best. I feel like I have a lot more energy. I can keep going during my run when I have more carbs in my system. In my brain, I have definitely understood that carbs equal energy. Carbs equal fuel to drive me through the cardio that I need to do. And most people need to be at least minimum 100, 100 grams of carbs a day. And guess what? 100 grams of carbs a day equals only 400 calories that are coming from carbs. Don't that 400 calories seems like so, such a small little number. But some of us, when we start losing weight or trying to get on this journey, we cut out like most of it and we're stuck at like 50 grams of carbs, which is kind of, that is keto. That's borderline keto. And when that happens, our body is going to react in a certain way. And it does not mean that you need to do that in order to lose weight. There's no magic secret system of ketosis that's going to transform everything and do something differently than if you were just to control your eating to begin with. If you were to have controlled your carb intake to like 120 grams a day, rather than the standard American diet, which is like 400 grams, because you don't realize the things that have carbs in them, right? So that's something to keep in mind is like, we don't need to go full left and like do 50 grams of carbs a day in order to lose weight. We just need moderation. We need to control the amount because we're in a huge surplus right now. As a society, most of our intake is coming from carbs. And the beauty of tracking your macros and writing things down, whether it's in an app or manually on, in like a little planner, and writing down everything you're eating, the beauty of that is that you start to notice what are the things I gravitate towards. Do I gravitate to a, towards like a heavy fat diet or a heavy carb diet? Because it's one or the other most of the time. And I'll usually say that if you are someone who has like a sweet tooth, you're gonna be more carb heavy. And you can start to notice that even like, even on a healthy diet, if you're someone who loves eating peanut butter, cheese, avocados, those type of people tend to have a more heavy fat diet. It does not mean that one is better than the other. It's just the way you live your life, the things that you like to eat. Because the things that I like to eat are not the same thing as what my client likes to eat. 
And one big red flag, this is another tangent, but a big red flag is if you've got a coach or a trainer that gives you a meal plan. You're actually not allowed in America to provide meal plans where you tell people specifically what to eat, when to eat it, how much to eat it, unless you are a registered dietitian and you're doing something for medical reasons. And a lot of people think meal plans are normal. And I never like to give meal plans just for a lot of different reasons. But the big reason is because it doesn't teach you how to learn your body. It teaches you to follow rules. And macros is all about understanding what my body does well on. And after a few years of me doing macros, I've realized my body does a lot better when it's, you know, a little bit more on the high fat side than uh, carb side. My body enjoys the avocados and the peanut butter and a lot of cheese. I love that kind of stuff in my diet. And I've noticed that when I keep my uh, carbs around that 130 to 150, 170, that's my sweet spot for weight loss. And I just know that about myself because that's what I've been doing for a while. In order to get to that place where you know that for yourself, you just gotta do the work and you gotta start tracking stuff. And once you start collecting data over a period of time, it'll become more comfortable to you. Like I said, macros are, a, it seems like a complicated situation, but think about it like, um, like a budget. If you're someone who budgets your finances throughout the month, you may have a lot more success with macros because it's the same kind of concept. Is essentially, I'm giving you your budget for the day, which is probably like, I don't know, let's say a standard like 2,000 calories, let's say. Your standard 2,000 calories diet or budget has to be divided up between these three macros. I don't want you to have one that's like super, super high compared to the others. Usually a good ratio is like 40, 30, 30, right? That's like a good way to keep some balance in your diet, you know, um, and you can kind of determine what that 40, 30, 30 looks like. The 40% of your calories are going to go towards a protein or a carb or a fat, 30% to the other ones. And that's the best way to get started with macros. So think about a day, I'm giving you $2,000 and you have to split that up in order to have a roof over your head, eat and extra stuff that you want to like spend it on. It's up to you to decide what the, what your body does best on. Your body will tell you, you just have to be aware and knowledgeable and adjust accordingly. And if you have enough data points to support that, it becomes a lot easier to make decisions for yourself. But the problem is, is that we don't really stay consistent long enough for that to be the case. So I encourage you, I go this week, when you go grocery shopping, look at the nutrition labels, just start getting comfortable and talking about it to like try to teach someone and be like, okay, there's a hundred calories here. Some of those calories are coming from carbs, proteins, and fats and determine what that looks like. Remember, one gram of protein and carbs equals four calories. One gram of fat equals nine. So think about that and test it out on yourself, right? Go throughout your day, look at nutrition facts randomly and see if you can start explaining it to yourself. Um, I think that that's like the best, most easiest way to do it. And remember, it is not about what you are eating. It's about how much of it, because again, calories equal energy and our body needs to be in a negative energy balance of what we are burning versus what we're eating in order for us to lose weight. 
And that's all you need to know, really. That is the secret. I have saved you $2,000 of hiring someone. <laughs> but um, just in all seriousness, seriousness, though, there are some nuances, obviously, um, and some tricks and some tips that you can, every person has a different way of tracking macros. It just requires consistency. And it just requires some trial and error and being okay with the journey and playing around with it. I always compare it to like, Tetris like it's kind of like fitting all the pieces like the pieces are coming in throughout the day and you need to adjust it you need to turn it sideways you need to flip it around and find a different spot for it to fit in your day and that's kind of how macros looks at the end of the day I mean you know it, it does require some some thinking on that front but your first step is just getting comfortable with the label in a different way than you're used to and comparing different food items together so that you're able to say like to make a smart decision that you're getting most of your calories, most of your energy in that meal coming from a balanced source of all three macros. Um, so yeah, that is going to be my tip for you today. And let me know if you have any questions. Again, if you like this episode, please leave me a review and subscribe. And let me know if there's any questions that you have on Instagram at body by Christina. So go ahead and follow me there for more tips and tricks and my day to day life. All right. Thank you so much. I will see you in the next episode.